All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp., member of FINRA, SIPC. Sutherland Wealth Partners is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. No opinions in this podcast should be taken as a recommendation or advice. version of the weekend windup. I'm your host, Craig Sutherland, president of Sutherland Wealth Partners, and joining me again is Alana Gaither. Hello, everyone. So I think we're probably just going to get right to it. Today's a big day for our family. I know that my oldest daughter just turned 13 years old, and so I want to start this podcast by just simply asking you one question, Alana. Help. What do I do? <laughs> 13. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting that. That seems to be the uh, the universal statement here. So speaking of luck, I wanted to jump right into our podcast. Uh, this is a great time of year because of the fact it is football season. And being in central Ohio, I know there's a lot of chatter with uh, being a Buckeyes fan, but you and I both are from Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Go Browns. That's right. And so... Loyal what... fans. <laughs> So when we talk about luck and saying a Browns fan, I think they go hand in hand, unfortunately. And so I just kind of wanted to kick off talking a little bit about the Browns. Um, Probably when I was little, I know that the Browns were extremely competitive and it was always fun to go to the stadium. But since they've come back, uh, when you say you're a Browns fan, it's almost like people put their hand on your shoulder and they want to pray with you or something. It's like, (laughs) it's not that bad, is it? (laughs) I mean, there's a joke going on with my friends right now that, um, you know, Taylor Swift recently performed in First Energy Stadium, and everyone was talking about how that that was the best performance they've seen in the stadium for a while, you know. Ouch. But, yeah, gotta love them still, nonetheless. Yeah, I was remember last year, they actually, in January, and I don't know if too many people knew that, they actually held a parade um, for the fact that they were... It was an undefeated season is what they had called it and undefeated for the fact that they didn't win a game it was a zero in the win column and i don't know quite what to take about that because that was i think kind of stunning that they actually had that for a professional team but i don't know i think there's reason to be excited about the browns this year yeah and i mean too with the the hard knock show going on and you know the last couple seasons of that show um with Tampa Bay and LA Rams, a lot of people were saying they were kind of boring seasons, not much, you know, insight. And I honestly think the Browns have um, their record going for them that it's a little more entertaining, I guess, and interesting watching a 0-16 on the show versus like an 8-8 team. So, you know, that's been funny. And a lot of people have been talking about that, getting ready for the game here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it. Amazing, again, and mentioned that we are in Columbus, Ohio, and the fact that our biggest game last year was early in the season against Oklahoma when Baker Mayfield beat us on our home field. Mm-hmm. And first of all, you can't plant a flag in turf uh, for the fans. Don't ever try that at home. But I was not a Baker Mayfield fan, and then the Browns took him number one overall. And so I had to, being a Browns fan, kind of switch my allegiances, say, hey, I'm going to give him a shot. 
And I got to tell you, the things that I see about him gives me reason to be a little bit excited that, you know, we may have some action back in Cleveland. Yeah. Craig, are you Team Baker or Team Tyrod? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about either one. I'm, I'm, I think I'm Team Cleveland. I just want them both to do well. I, I think ultimately I'd like to see Baker kind of pick up the pace and actually be the starter because I think that he could have a long, prosperous career here. But, hey, I'm just looking for the first W in uh, a long time. So I'm just rooting for the Browns just, just to win. Exactly. All in Clee, am I right? <laughs> so the next thing we wanted to um, talk to you guys this week, um, a little more um, finance-related, talking about millennials using their parents' advisors or not. And, you know, I think there's definitely some pros, pros and cons to it, for sure. Um, some pros off the top of my head, again, of millennials using their parents' advisors. You, there's that trust and relationship that's already in place. Um, they've been your parents' advisors, so you know, um, you know your parents like them, or else they wouldn't um, want you to use them as well. You know, it's easy, they're convenient, you already have the relationship established. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think, Craig? Yeah, I think you know that's an interesting debate because of the fact I, I think that people are technically living longer. You know, they may or may not have that relationship with uh, the advisor for a certain period of time. But you really have to focus on when we say the kids. A lot of times when they start that relationship, they are either uh, maybe they're not even teenagers yet, but over time they actually become you know twenties and thirties year old who are working. Uh, and they actually need advice as well. And the one thing that I have to say that I'm really impressed with is the millennials and how they think and how they actually approach money. You know, they get a bad rap a lot, but, you know, we've talked on previous podcasts about how they are basically the new economy. And I think that advisors or advice in general really needs to start being tailored to what they see, feel, and how they're going to act. And, you know, I'm 51 years old, so I'm kind of in a nice spot so I can see both sides of the debate. But I can tell you as time continues to go on, I think that that people really need to be focusing in on that or advisors may be losing some of that book of business to advisors who are paying attention to the millennials. Mm -hmm. And I know I've noticed too, so, you know, I'm 25. I have a lot of friends who are in that that age where they're starting to look for advisors or some that... You know, maybe their grandparents um, gave them stock when they were babies mm-hmm. or born, and they've already had um, an established advisor relationship. But we've been noticing that maybe those advisors haven't been paying, you know, as much attention to these smaller portfolios for young professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something to pay attention to. And if you are using your parents' advisors, maybe you know you have, you know, every right to contact them. You know. Whether that's quarterly, and just make sure that um, they're paying attention to your portfolio as well. I think is important. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And again, it, it's easy because time does get away from us. It's easy for another five or ten years to go by. And also, this younger generation not only has a unique way of how they approach money in general, but they're going to start coming into their peak earning years as well. And the one thing I do. Uh, believe and from our experience just from you know comparing contrasting meetings that you and I both sat in on um, they have a long memory 
and they understand how they're being treated. And the one thing that they do know is that they're very definitive on what they want and also what they don't want. So I think that having that conversation with millennials or people in their you know, 40s, let alone the people you know, who are retired, there has to be some similarity, but it also has to be approached differently in how you talk to them because they do interpret things mm-hmm. a lot differently. Yeah. And again, like I mentioned before, being a younger advisor, um, you know, some could say whether we're more tech savvy or just mm-hmm. have a fresher look on the industry or... I was joking last night with my chiropractor who I'm on a texting basis with and it's so nice that I can just text him and be like, hey, Dr. Doug, I need to come in, (laughs) you know, having some back issues and, you know, whether older advisors um, are on that text basis now and just knowing, I guess it's really just at the end of the day about the relationship and the trust you have. So I guess, you know, age could play a factor or not, but just being able to have that convenient um, relationship I think is most important. Yeah, and I think probably one of the big takeaways that I had actually even you know, collaborating with you is the fact that people that are, let's say 50 and older, tend to think more emotionally because you're getting to that particular age where you're going to retire or things become a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, you, you want to avoid as many mistakes as possible later in life. Whereas I think with investors and people in general in their 20s it's much more fact-based and I think you bring up a really good point about technology because you know there's a lot of different ways to get to the solution but you know what tools do you use and I'm really amazed at how much Millennials and younger people use that technology to get information that quickly and make that informed decision whereas people who are older usually sit and stew on a little bit differently and I think again that may be the gap from using your parents advisor versus finding somebody who you're probably going to fit with that's going to tear you for the next 30, 40 years mm-hmm. in, into retirement. Yeah, so, so you, don't, you don't have to worry about them retiring within the next few years or, yeah. Yeah, so. it's a great conversation. So one thing we do want to just bring up, uh, kind of wrapping up the podcast for this week, uh, we did have a loss, uh, a great loss to our nation this week uh, with Senator John McCain. And uh, regardless of what party affiliation you have or your thoughts, uh, there were some pretty amazing statistics that I know that uh, Alana has brought up and really kind of talked about what he had done uh, serving in the military and some of the things he has done politically as well. Uh, and again, we're not, we're not impressing a view one way or the other. We're just basically stating fact that uh, it was a loss because of his contribution to our country. So uh, Alana, do you have a few things about yeah, Senator McCain? I mean- Something that I'd noticed just the last several years, the more um, interested I was getting into politics and just paying closer attention. And I think, you know, the last couple of years, John McCain was, um, you just noticed that he wasn't afraid to speak into his mind. He wasn't afraid to go against the common opinion for his party. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something we can all admire in this, you know, two-sided basis Republican versus Democrat you know if he didn't agree with something on the Republican side he wasn't afraid to um, admit that and mm-hmm. you know he was one of three votes that um, dismissed the repeal on Obamacare and right. that was a big deal and <laughs> you know whether or not you agree with that you have to commend the man for um, you know doing what he believed in when it's such a two-sided um, debate now. Right, right. 
And again, if you go back and look at his, uh, his history when he was a prisoner of war, you know, he was the son of two admirals and uh, his father, grandfather, and also, you know, at the time they were going to let him go and he decided to stay back. And again, that's when he endured a lot of, uh, obviously, physical pain and difficulties, but he did that not only for his, his unit, his corps, but also for uh, the betterment of the United States. So again, we just want to pay our proper respects. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not, not imposing a, a political side one way or the other, but we're kind of bringing you the human element that um, whether you like or didn't like or agree or disagree, uh, somebody who made a tremendous contribution, both personally and politically, to our country um, has passed. And so we want to honor him today. And as always, we want to honor all of you and the contributions that you make to make this world and to make people um, a better place. And so with that, we're going to wrap up this week's podcast. We thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to you joining us in, in future sessions. So take care and have a great week.